Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. Love at first sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the pedigree adoption drive and the pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Hell, I suck at dating with Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to an all new episode of Help, I Suck at Podcasting with Dean Ungler, Jared Haven, and our new co-host this week, Annalise Puccini. She's been around for a while, but we haven't heard from you in a while. Annalise, how are you? I'm good. I think the last time I talked to you guys, I was in Maui, so a lot's changed. Well, are you not in Hawaii anymore? I'm not. I'm back in San Francisco. Okay. Uh, I have a new puppy who you may hear in the background. Oh, uh, little baby. Yeah. What's the dog's name? Oh, you can't see her. Uh, Posey. Posey? Why Posey? Uh, like pocket full of posies. I want a kind of mm. like an old-fashioned name. And I don't know, it just fit. I guess it's probably like, I don't know if you, if you, well, you guys found a name already, but do you, did you try out names for a while? Like with the baby coming, were you like walking around the house trying different names? Cause I feel like that's what I was doing. I was kind of like, oh, maybe it's this today. And I try it for a day and I'm like, that doesn't really fit. <laughs> no, in the most Ashley fashion ever, she's had this name picked out for a long time and I either was with it or I was going to get with it. And I was with it luckily. So That's Dawson good. was like her. She wanted the Dawson, boy, girl, didn't matter. And I said, I like it for a boy. And if it's a girl, we might have to talk more. And it was a boy. So it was Dawson. Um, Annalise, to your credit, that's what Caitlin and I did when we got our new puppy, Alistair. He's so I, cute. I knew right away I wanted to name him Alistair. I knew like the second I saw him that his name was Alistair. And uh, Caitlin, for some reason, wasn't really sold on the idea. So she would walk around the house calling him different names. And then she would be like, all right, let's name him Alistair. And then like a day later, she'd be like, no, let's name him Lester or let's name him Martin or something. Like every day she would change her mind on it. And then eventually I was like, look, we don't have to name him Alistair, but we have to decide on a name pretty soon because we can't just go around every single day of this dog's life calling him a different name. And then eventually we settled on Alistair. But uh, so Posey's a good, Posey's good. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of James Posey, who was a great uh, basketball player for the Denver Nuggets for a couple of years. So I'm all on board with the name Posey for sure. I got a question about Posey. You said a pocket full of Posey. Mm-hmm. I mean, pocket I know the song lyric. Ring around but what the, the hell does that mean? Posies are a small bouquet of flowers. 
That's oh, okay. what the direct meaning of posies is. Full disclosure, I thought it was pocket full of roses. Oh, pocket, pocket <laughs> full of posy. Isn't that nursery rhyme about like the bubonic plague or something like that? Something like that. I did like a ton of research because I was like, I don't want to be running around calling her posy. And then, uh, you know, people yeah. like, that's not. not or right. it's like somehow like a derogatory term used back in like the 1700s or whatever it was. Exactly. You never know these days. That's good. I did the same thing with the word. Um, oh, I can't remember what it was, but it was like it was a word that we've all been using since we were like six years old. And then I said it once like a week or two ago. And I was like, wow, that word sounds really bad. And I Googled it. And. The, the first thing that came up in Google was, although this word sounds really bad, it's actually not. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. That's really good. It was like nincompoop, but it wasn't nincompoop, but it was like something along those lines. What a great uh, name. Yeah. What a great so, word. Maybe it was, oh, maybe it was janky. I think it was janky was the word, uh, hmm. which which sounds like it could be, but maybe, maybe it was a different word. I'm sorry, Annalise. I didn't well, mean to interrupt you. No, I'm in San Francisco and Buster Posey was like all over the news when I first got her. And so everyone was like, oh, you, you named her after Buster Posey, which I mean, maybe a little bit because yeah. he's very beloved in San Francisco. So <laughs> he was the catcher for a while, right? Uh, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I should probably know. But yeah, he was like all over the news and everyone loves him here. So every time I say her name is Posey, they're like, oh, like Buster? I'm like, if she has a brother, then we'll name him Buster maybe. So, okay. So I got to ask what, um, what made you get out of Hawaii? Uh, so island fever is a real thing. Okay. I had no idea, but I came, I left the island for like, it was supposed to be, I think 10 days ended up being... <laughs> like three weeks I was like I don't really want to go back the thing I started realizing there is as much as I loved the lifestyle and the weather and like surfing and doing all the things I just really felt like there weren't uh enough opportunities for me there and so mm -hmm. it just like it I don't know it just it felt right and then I came back and I spent time a ton of time in Tahoe and um and being around my family a lot again and so I feel like right now this is just where I need to be, but I'm I'm a little wanderlust. You guys know that, so who knows where I'll be next? But I'm right. planning my next big adventure. <laughs> yeah, well, you know it's okay to be wanderlust. It's okay to be lost. I think we're meant to be a little bit lost. Um, so island fever. What you what you mean by that is like you just kind of like you crave going back to like a bigger city. You you get stuck in like the monotony of the day to day island life. Like what exactly is island fever? It's the weirdest thing because people would talk about it and I'm like, what? There's no way I'm going to get that. This is so beautiful. And then just one day it hit and I was like, get me off this island. Like it just feels like it's the thing is, so I like to travel and I like to be able to be mobile and like I like road trips. And so being able to get in the car and drive like an hour and be someplace totally different or drive a couple hours and be in a different state, like on Maui, you could drive 45 minutes and you're like on the other side of the island. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And you're just, you're like, okay. And you sort of, and I'm not like downplaying Maui at all. I think it's incredible and a, a wonderful place to like, I think if I was raising a family, maybe it would be a totally different story, but I was single and I was mm -hmm. like, I'm not meeting anyone. It's still a pandemic. Like it just felt very, you felt very locked in and, and yeah. like you couldn't you that feeling of not being able to leave just makes you all of a sudden be like oh my gosh I'm itching I got I have to get off yeah so. I feel like it's similar to like growing up in Aspen where a lot of the people that you meet that you can like potentially be romantic with um are like they're on vacation and they're not there for like a, a permanent amount of time so it's hard to like form a connection with them so I can definitely understand where you're coming from well, two things come to mind because you said, interestingly enough, that if you were raising a family, you'd stay in Maui, which I feel like is the complete opposite, at least in my mind. 
don't people go to Hawaii when they're single? I, because I guess the second thing was, this is definitely stereotypical, but when I think of people moving to Hawaii, I think of just Paul Rudd from Forgetting Sarah Marshall, and that is your future right there. <laughs> no, you don't even wear a watch Paul anymore. Paul Rudd, it's Jason Siegel. Come on. No, it's Paul Rudd. No. He's the one who lives in Hawaii. He's oh, the yes. surf instructor. Yeah. You're right, but Jason Siegel is the one that's visiting Hawaii. Yeah, so but when, fact, I, when someone moves to Hawaii, I think of Paul Rudd, where he's right. like, I don't even wear a watch anymore out here, bro. <laughs> no, there's, it's on my cell phone. <laughs> yeah. I was Jason Siegel going to Maui, 100%. That was my storyline, basically. I went post-breakup, and then he ended up showing up with his new girlfriend. So I was... I was him, <laughs> but um, but then I needed to get back and find my Mila Kunis. So uh, we're still working on that. But well, uh, <laughs> so update us then on your on your romantic situation because last we talked to you, you were you were dating a guy in Hawaii. I thought. Uh, I mean, yeah, I've I've dated. I would say like the last couple of years, I just I kind of keep my private life a little bit more private these days. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I dated somebody for like six months and then. It's just life is still, I feel like it's still really crazy. So, um, and especially because I'm a mobile person, it's sometimes hard to find somebody who's just like in the same place at the same time as mm. I am. Um, so that was part of the problem. He was, he's a little bit of that personality type too. And so he moved back to South Africa. So like, so I feel like it's, you know, it's just tricky. But Wait, what, um, do you, what do you mean you're, you're mobile? Like you always want to be on the move. You never want to be stuck in one place. Kind of. Yeah. I like the idea of having a base. Like, so San Francisco is my base, but I love the idea of being able to travel most of the time. And I try, I try to do that as much as possible. And I think I'm pretty good at like having a balance between being with my family and being stationary in San Francisco, but then also going to Tahoe, going to LA, going to Maui, going to Europe. Like I try to do as much as I can, but um, I feel like Dean, you do that really well actually too. Yeah. I was, I was going to say exactly what you're describing is exactly how Kaylin and I have worked out too. And it's great. It's perfect. You can, yeah. I, I'm in Las Vegas for a couple of days and then I get to leave for a couple of weeks, come back to Vegas for a couple of days. You know, it's, uh, so it's I, definitely a good system. I became friends with, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the bucket list family. Oh, I'm familiar with them. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I'm friends with them and they actually lived in the same town as me in Maui. So, um, they helped me move into my place. Like they're awesome. But, um, but yeah, I love their lifestyle. Like I look at mm. them and they're just goals to me. And that's, I guess when I'm saying to, to raise a family there, what I loved about Maui was it's safe. You're in nature. You're, um, you're, you're exposing your kids not to like sitting in front of a TV, but instead mm -hmm. like going surfing or going hiking or skateboarding or whatever. And you're just soaking up that sun and, um, getting to know people like your community is very different there. I felt like such a sense of community in Maui more than I ever have anywhere in my yeah. life. How did you so, end up meeting the bucket list family? So funny story. I met, uh, Jessica on a plane, like super she was she was first class and i was not uh, i was flying from arizona back to san francisco and she was i passed her but i didn't like i had been recognized on planes before and it's really uncomfortable because then you're like on the plane the whole time mm -hmm. everyone's like who is she who is she and you're like i'm nobody um so anyways i didn't want to like make a scene about it so i messaged her on instagram and i was like hey uh i'm i'm on the same plane as you i would love to say hi at the end of this plane and she was she waited for me and we uh, said hi to each other wow. and she had been like following me and I you know so like she was familiar with who I was but uh, mm -hmm. 
but anyways, and then we just became friends from there. And I, that's like the beauty about social media is just you, you can meet people from all walks of life and get connected to people. But then she was so sweet. Like I had to quarantine for two weeks in my house on Maui and she would come to my driveway and just wave to me because I couldn't <laughs> leave and, and, uh, and give me a little like visits from the sidewalk. And then she helped me move to my apartment that I was in for the majority of my my stay there and yeah I surfed with Garrett and they're just an awesome family I love them nice they must be uh she must be a bachelor fan or something because I remember that she messaged me once a long time ago and I was like whoa this person seems like she's living the best life ever they are they were like way more uh I can't remember what season was going on but I remember they invited me to come watch it one night and I was like I'm nice. really watching this season yeah <laughs> but uh yeah, no, they're, and it's like, there's just such a community there that they've built. And so it was really nice to be friends with them because I feel like they were my first friends that then introduced me to a lot of other friends there. So I was, I mean, I was so grateful that I had them on Maui. They were the only people I knew going there. Heck yeah. What part of Maui did you live in? Uh, so we are on the North Shore mm. um, in Paia. Yeah, I know where that is. Mm-hmm. We uh, we went out there for a wedding a year and a half ago. And, you know, like the airports, I think, like on, on the eastern side of the island. And we were staying at a resort on the western side. And there was a big brush fire, like right in the middle of the island. And there's only like two. There's a road up north and a road down south. And both of those roads were closed because of the fire. And so we like were on the highway for like seven hours. And like you said earlier, it's 40 minutes to get from one side to the other. (laughs) It was the worst. And like we were looking up to like like we wanted to like get a hotel. But since everyone else is getting stuck, all the hotels were booked. So we just like slept in our car on the side of the highway. It was absolutely miserable. But other than that, Maui was absolutely beautiful. Um, but we're going back actually in a couple months for a wedding. And if you have any recommendations at some point, you're gonna have to pass them along to me. Yeah. I actually might be back in a couple months too. Um, nice. I'm doing a Chopra certification course right now to become a, a Chopra court, uh, coach and they're doing a big retreat there. And so I'm like, Oh, I might have to go. You're telling me Priyanka Chopra has her own course. No, Deepak Chopra. <laughs> oh, Deepak Chopra. That would be pretty funny if Priyanka Chopra though had it. Is that her? Yeah, that's her name, right? What is, that would be pretty uh, hilarious. What is Deepak Chopra? Fill us in on that a little bit. Uh, like meditation, uh, Ayurveda. There's, yeah, it's it's really interesting stuff. I'm like still. I feel like, I feel like I need I need a, a tutor though because I'm really bad at all the terminology. Mm-hmm. But um, but like the meditation, uh, mindfulness, like better sleep, eating better, like all that all that sort of stuff. Nice stuff that we all could use. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good thing to have in your back pocket. I was thinking about that today. Eating better. Because I had a coffee roll from Dunkin'. We got a coffee, and then I also got a coffee roll because it looked very glazy, and I was in the mood. And I was thinking about how I've been eating unhealthier as I've been working more at the coffee shop, and it's only going to progressively get worse (laughs) now that I'm a dad, and I'll be eating probably frozen mac and cheese for my foreseeable future. And that's all. That was my thought right there. I got to get back. I got to get back into eating healthy and meditating. And it's very good that you're getting your license to there. But we are a dating podcast. And I know you're going to keep your private life a little bit more private, Annalise. But I do have to ask, what's the biggest difference between dating in Hawaii and dating in San Francisco? Is there a difference? Do you find that men are different in each city? Well, Maui, there was just no inventory. <laughs> I was like, I had to get an inventory. I like that. <laughs> that was it. Really? Um, 
Yeah, no, because everyone is families there or they're in relationships. Like you were saying, uh-huh. like you think of it being a single place. It's a really big like honeymoon spot. It's a great place for people to go as like a couple. So um, so a lot of people are in relationships already. So there just weren't that many single people. Are there other places in Hawaii that notoriously are no- known for being much more single oriented? Um, I'm not sure. But if there were, I probably should have done my research and gone to one of those. <laughs> ah, I'm sure Maui's beautiful. I bet you like Waikiki and Honolulu are. Right? Yeah, I would assume Honolulu like the capital. Sure. Yeah. Waikiki just sounds like it should be single. Yeah. You know, like, oh, we're going sexy. to Waikiki. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely sexy. Yeah. I mean, in, in San Francisco, I just feel like I have options, you know, and, um, and it's, I don't know, I feel like it's easier to meet people and just have like, a coffee date and put less pressure on it than in Maui. I was like, there's, if I met somebody, I think I had more expectations of like, I want this to go someplace because mm-hmm. I'm like, you're, you're kind of cool. And I haven't really met anyone else in a long time. Whereas now I'm like, okay, you're cool, but on to the next, whatever, you know? Um, but no, I've met a really, like a lot of really great people. And I mean, I'm like talking to people and things are good. So um, no complaints there, but, but haven't like found, the, yeah. I'm not like in a relationship. Let's. I'll yeah, you that. haven't found the guy. <laughs> yeah. You know what you ought to do, Annalise, is okay. uh, sign up for Bachelor in Paradise season eight. <laughs> you know, I always think about you, Dean, because that, like, since I did the last Bachelor in Paradise, I'm like, no, never again. And I feel like that was totally you mm-hmm. before you went on and met Kaylin. I'm like, not a shot in hell. Yeah. But then I was thinking about it. I'm like, it is still a pandemic and dating now sucks. <laughs> so I would maybe have to reconsider if it was offered. <laughs> I'll tell you why you should reconsider. And this goes for everyone involved uh, with something like this, where the first couple of times, you know, you do it and you're excited and you want to meet someone and you're trying really hard. And then eventually you're just like, screw it. I don't want to go. And then maybe you get to the point where you're like, okay, fine, I'll go, but I'm not going to like care at all. I'm not going to try hard. And that's really what sets you over the, like, that's what really sets you up for success in my opinion, especially when it comes to this show. It's like the less you care, the more likely it is to end well for you for so many reasons, because like you're not going to be trying hard. You're not going to be trying to force anything. Your like energy will naturally like bring people towards you because you're probably like one of the few people there that like isn't super high strung the entire time. So I just wouldn't, I would say don't count it out. But when you ultimately make the decision, I want you to begrudgingly accept and like <laughs> go into it with that attitude, you know, like, oh, I don't need to be here. Why am I here? And then sure enough, it's going to work out perfectly. I think that's how it would have to be. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to go in right at this moment. I wouldn't be going in like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm doing this again. Okay, yeah. well, we'll see if anything happens. If anything comes from it, so be it. But, I mean, I think it would have to, if I went on, though, it would have to be somebody from, like, such an old, old, old season that, like, nobody knows about. You know what I mean? That they just dug out of out of the earth. <laughs> like, is, there, is there no new contestants that have sparked your eye recently? I don't, I mean, I, I have not been keeping up as much mm-hmm. as maybe I should, but, um, you know, there's, I don't know. Come on. There's... Now's your chance. Now <laughs> time to get it out there. Time to get an us weekly article written about Annalise and some prospective suitor of hers. Uh, no, there's, I mean, no, there's some really great guys in bachelor nation. I'll say that, mm-hmm. but, um, but I don't know. I think it's so hard because until you actually like meet any of these people, it's just you see them on TV, we have our edits and you or you see them like on social media and you just get vibes from people, um, good, bad or indifferent. So until you actually like meet them in person and see if there's that chemistry, then 
I don't know. For me, it's hard. Like I've had in the past where I've seen people and I'm like, oh, I have such a crush on that person. But there's nobody that I'm like crushing on. And can we just talk about crushes? I miss having crushes. Like mm-hmm. I think crushes are the most fun thing. Do you guys still have crushes on your ladies? <laughs> I was waiting for you, Dean. I mean, <laughs> I, I guess it depends on your definition of a crush. That was a cop-out answer. Uh, yeah. I mean, there are definitely times I still have a crush on Ashley. Like, upstairs, I was just putting together uh, the changing table. And she came up and gave me a hug. And she gave, and then she gave me a kiss. And she was just very... She was jokingly excited about the kiss, you know? So that was cute. So that was a fun moment. But also, it's a tricky time for you to answer this question because of everything that's going on in the uh, Haven family, right? Yeah, I mean, what do you mean? That she's like oh. nine months pregnant right at top? <laughs> well, I mean, I've heard the stories where she was puking in the toilet and also peed a little bit at the same time. Oh, yeah. So it's oh, hard yeah, to she, have... had, she just had uh, some sort of discharge. It's hard, like, to, have, it's hard to have a crush on someone like that. Not saying you don't love her, because I know you no, love her with course. your whole heart, but it's hard to have like a, you're, you know, it's hard to have. I can only imagine. I don't know exactly. I'm, just, I'm projecting here, obviously. Um, I, I'm in the same boat. I have a crush on, on Caitlin most times. I mean, certainly not all the time. There are times where I'm like, oh, get away from me. But there are, <laughs> there are times where I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. This is, you know, this is nice. I got a crush. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I could I could picture you with, uh, do you remember the guy from, I think he was from Katie's season. He was the the widowed father. Uh, he's mm. I, can't, I can't remember his name. He's got like that. Michael? It could be what? Michael. Yeah, it could be. He was, a, he was a, he's like a dad. He's a little older. I could see you guys just really vibing. So it's maybe, funny. My maybe. mom said him, but then my mom's reason always is like, she always goes, oh, but I think he doesn't want to move or I think he's pretty stationary where he is because he's got a kid or whatever. Mm. Like she, That's always a big thing. She's always looking out for the moving part. Yeah. Well, uh, it's great. To, it's great that she's got the foresight. <laughs> she's looking into the future, you know, because. Yeah. No, my mom and grandma are on there. They watch everything Bachelor and they are constantly like, "Ooh, I got to tell you about this. And I'm like, I don't know who these people are. <laughs> Um, but I like social media. I keep up on it pretty, pretty well. I know, I, I know the gist of what's going on these days. Yeah, that's good. That's important. And a lot of people don't really take that into consideration when they start dating, especially in Bachelor Nation. You know, they meet on a show. One lives in California. One lives in New York. And then they get off the show and all of a sudden they have to figure out what they're going to do with like where, where are they going to live? Who's going to move to where? And I feel like that's kind of the demise of a lot of relationships. So it's good to look into that. And like, you know, imagine, look, obviously, let's say you're out of Bachelor. Um, and you're just like traveling and you got your Tinder profile set up, like you got to take into account a lot of those things, like proximity and all that kind of stuff. So it's good that your mom and your grandmother are looking out for you like that. Except I'm a mobile person. (laughs) Yeah. But no, I don't know if I could, I don't know where he lives, but I, I don't know if I could be like, I guess the trickiest thing with that is like starting a relationship um, long distance because yeah. it's one thing to move somewhere for someone, but it's another thing to move somewhere for someone that you only known for a couple of days. I'm not saying that it's not impossible, but I don't know. No, it sounds pretty impossible. Yeah. Well, you know, it is what it is. Um, all right. Well, we're going to take one quick break. We're going to get back to uh, having Annalise co-host with us this week. So stay tuned through the break. We'll be right back. <laughs> At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. 
Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash blackandunlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much. And I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Okay, everybody, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Jared looks like he's about to ask a question. I I feel like that's just my face. I mean, I have questions to ask Annalise, but I I was thinking about that the other day. I have resting question face, resting question face. And Mm -hmm. I also think I have resting. I think I just have resting bitch face. I think that's what it really comes down to. I feel like a lot of people think I'm angry most of the time. And I'm not sure. I think it's my eyebrows. I think you are just an angry person. Um, I've got a question for you. But before you get to uh, before you get to your questions for Annalise and the dating headlines and all that stuff, I've got a question for you. 
full disclosure for our audience listening to this, the date is January 28th. It's a Friday. But Jared, um, we're getting pretty close to the due date for you and Ashley. Well, for Ashley, but you're, you know, by association, part of it as well. Yeah, I'll be holding her hand, you know. Um, so what's, can you like fill us in on what we can expect in the next like week or two? I mean, I'm hoping that uh, little Dawson enters this world before the next week. So what happened yesterday, uh, Thursday, the 27th, I was at work and, you know, always trying to figure out when I was going to head down to Virginia. We didn't know when the baby was going to come. Obviously, my presence is needed at the coffee shop. So just balancing both. And then Ashley called me after her doctor's appointment and she said, my doctor said that I'm three centimeters dilated and like the way my body's progressing right now, she really thinks that my water could break within the next 24 to 48 hours. So obviously I needed to get down to Virginia immediately, especially there's a giant snowstorm about to hit the Northeast that they're going to get like two feet of snow. So I would have been stuck there possibly for a couple of days. Hmm. So I knew I had a, so I just left work, went to the airport, flew here and Ashley's fine. You know, we're not, she's not in labor. Her water hasn't broken. But uh, last night she started getting cramps, which apparently is a sign that she might go into labor pretty soon. Hmm. And she's also getting, she called them lightning. I don't know, lightning. You just get like little uh, flashes of pain in, you know, down there. Hmm. And I think these are all signs that the baby's coming within the next couple of days. So. I'm thinking within the next week, we're very much in store for little Dawson to enter this world, which is very exciting. Um, and surprisingly, I, I said this on Instagram and I really, I really meant it. I feel calm. I, I'm not sure if I should feel calm. I don't know if I'm naive, but, um, you know, not that we're ready to be parents. I don't think anybody's ever fully ready to be a parent. You have to take care of another human being, but I'm just not scared hmm. um which i think is a good sign i guess we'll find out unless I'll, i talk to you in a week and i'm like i was wrong i'm crying i haven't slept i'm starving this kid is ruining my life uh i don't think that's gonna be the case but yeah that's what you can really expect uh over here other than that uh just gonna uh you know uh continue <laughs> doing the damn thing there's the, like it's just crazy because it's just like we're all waiting I'm like okay mm-hmm it's just whenever he's ready and he's moving a lot today, okay. he like he's moving. It's not so much as Ashley was describing it where he's moving and he's kind of just rolling over and nobody can see me doing this because we're a podcast, but I'm uh, miming the motion of rolling over. Mm-hmm. Like okay. you can feel his shoulder today. It felt like he was like reaching out like like really hands moving elbows like big punches almost because Ashley like it's it's really funny there'd be moments Ashley's just sitting there and she's like oh (laughs) it's like holy shit what's the matter she's like oh my god he's just like really pressing against my ribs um but it's pretty cool and uh putting the crib together uh, excuse me the changing table it's been fun uh putting together uh the assortment of of different baby uh paraphernalia that we have but i it's no wonder dads know how to do everything or know how to put everything together it's just like you learn on the fly if do uh, now that i look back all the dads had to put all this shit together of course they know how to put like shelves together that's easy compared to this stuff um so anyway, that's my life right now. <laughs> so um, you're prepared. It sounds like you're ready. Yeah, we're all right. You know, we're it, fine. And Dawson is like in the proper position that he needs to be because 
I understand like he has to be like in the perfect position in order to be birthed properly, right? Yeah, dude. It's I mean, he's looking good right now. It's crazy though. Like my sister got induced and holy sh that just sounds like oh Annalise, you guys are the stronger gender. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> what does induced mean? It it means that like you are you it's time for the baby to come and they're gonna force this baby to come out. Oh. Um, you sort of so, send signals to your body so that your your body says, okay, I'm ready. Is it, is <laughs> it like when I've got like a little bit of toothpaste left in my toothpaste tube and I squeeze it out? Is that what they're doing? Like they're squeezing yeah, out the exactly last bit of toothpaste? exactly like that, actually. <laughs> okay. I think that's the, that's actually what the doctor said. He's yeah. like, do you guys know, like, okay, where <laughs> the toothpaste term. gets towards the end? It's like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but like if you get induced, that's not ideal and like the baby like my sister the baby wasn't facing in the right direction so she had to be like on her hands and knees for hours to try to get the baby to roll over <laughs> oh god poor it, it's, it should be fine is ashley gonna do like uh like a i mean i i am so oblivious to all of this birthing stuff so oh, dude, um, welcome to the club I, is she gonna like take painkillers and stuff for the birth. I would imagine everyone does that nowadays, right? Like <laughs> she's gonna pop a couple Advil, yeah. be good to go. But you know, like there's there's some people that are, there's some people that are like, I'm going all natural, no painkillers. And every time I hear that, I mean, obviously, I'll I'll never experience childbirth, so I can't imagine how bad it is. But I'm always like, why wouldn't you just take like the painkillers to alleviate the pain that you're about to go through? You know? Ashley is very excited to get the epidural, which okay. will epidural. be numbing. Uh, yeah. So, uh, hope, you know, as long as everything goes smoothly, she won't feel a thing, which is very nice. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's where we're at right now. So just kind of waiting for the baby to come. And so for, for all of our faithful listeners out there for help I suck at dating, uh, we imagine we're probably going to be Jared list for a couple episodes, right? Or I mean, what, you know, I, I only really care right. about, I only, I, I care about Dawson. Don't get me wrong. But what I really care about is your activity with this podcast. So are Obviously. we going to miss you for a couple of weeks, a couple of months? Is this your official retirement? What's going on? I don't think so. Because honestly, I'll just, that's the, that's what doesn't scare me. It's like, oh, I have to record my podcast when I'm recording the podcast. We'll make sure that Ashley's on duty. And then when Ashley's recording the podcast, I'll be on duty, you know? Okay. So I don't could know, we, could right. we get Dawson right. to, uh, guest co-host this podcast with us at least uh, in the next hell couple yeah. weeks. I mean he might cry throughout it so I guess we're going to really find out but we'll see I mean if it's anything like his mother he will be crying 24-7 yeah. on this podcast let's so. be honest with ourselves I think him crying is um, not a far step away from basically what we do every week on this podcast anyways yeah, no, I almost feel bad for the poor kid. He's got like the blunt. I just hope he has like the the good attributes of Ashley and mine's personality. Because when I think about like combining mine and Ashley's personality into one human being, it could be disastrous. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Let's think about let's let's formulate what that would be like real quick. If if the if Dawson could take your best attributes and Ashley's best attributes, what would it be uh, like? I would definitely. I hope he gets Ashley's. Um, um, wow, I'm going to say the word improperly. God, I'm this Rhode Island education has failed me <laughs> once again. Tenaciousness? Oh, yeah. Tenacity. Sure. Tenacity. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, tenacity. What did I say? <laughs> you said tenacity. I heard Something tenacity. Something like that. I hope uh, he gets Ashley's tenacity okay. uh, and her her belief in 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 in, in, in accomplishing the things that she wants to accomplish. She's like very like, I'm going to do this and I can do this and I'm going to go after it. And that's something she's really taught me. And I hope he gets that. And if I, I hope that he gets for me, at least maybe, uh, 
uh, patience, mm-hmm. uh, his ability to maybe uh, see multiple sides of, of one particular issue or see multiple perspectives to have an understanding that maybe not everything in life is going to go your way or, uh, the, you know, how grateful we are to like have a roof over our head. Uh, so certain attributes like that, I hope he gets, but also he could like just get severe anxiety from both of us and just not good. But is that uh, the, is that the worst thing you think you could pass down to him is your anxiety? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't even want to think about like passing down my worst qualities because right. as everybody, I mean, every we're all in our own heads. So we know every thought that goes through this little brain of ours some bigger than others, my little brain. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not all roses. It's not all good things. So you know that like you have the capability of being like a sick person every once in a while. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm f- I hope like, I hope I don't pass that down to him, you know? Yeah. But if he has anxiety, he's going to have the best two teachers to help him get through any mm-hmm. moments. So Very we true. always, are, we always are the best teachers though. Like when we, when we have it, you know, have gone through things on our own. So, you know. Look at it that well, way. Well, that's. <laughs> I appreciate that. I hope that's the case. I guess we're going to find out. But uh, we will definitely talk more about Baby Haven coming on the way. But Annalise, I do want to talk to you more. Uh, I want to answer some emails with you. And I also want to talk about uh, AP underscore unwritten. Yeah. Um, I want to find out more about that and what that's about. Because I actually thought of something while reading about your book. And I want to touch on it right after the break. Uh, stay tuned. <laughs> At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And 
And whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. And like I talked about before the break, Annalise, I wanted to talk about your book, AP underscore unwritten. Um... I know you've been working on it for quite some time. So tell us a little bit about it and what what we can expect and when we can expect it. So I'm so excited because this has been a labor of love, a total passion project uh, that I, I've been hoping would come out sooner, but we finally, uh, it's going to be out in February. So that's super exciting. It is a collection of my art and poetry that journeys through my neurodiversity, um, body image, uh, and then it's just love, uh, heartbreak and healing. So I really want to, I just want this to be something to help people who are especially neurodivergent. I, I built it mostly for people who just think differently. And, uh, and I'm, I'm actually, I'm excited because I know that Elizabeth on Clayton season, um, she suffers with ADHD and that was like, quite a big topic, I guess, in Bachelor Nation recently. Um, so I'm excited to be like another voice of somebody who just has neurodiversities and is able to um, to inform people on, on this matter, but also to help people through their, their minds. <laughs> yeah, excuse me for my ignorance, but what is neurodiversity? I'm, do you just, you think differently? Um, so it's basically, it's like the, the politically correct version of learning disabilities it's like mm. the the new way of saying learning disabilities oh, okay mm -hmm. yeah so i don't know i'm really excited to share it with everyone it's um it's a little interactive it's basically like an art journal kind of uh feel to it and so i want people to be able to to write and draw and use their creativity to help them process things and for me being neurodivergent that has been something that's really been what has helped me like succeed as a person is my creativity and help me process things is being able to get my feelings down on paper through poetry, not just like how, not just writing, you know, I'm not good at like writing in a journal, but being able to put it in kind of this um, cryptic format sometimes is a much easier way for me to get my emotions out. 
um, or to draw. And so I just, yeah, I'm, I'm excited because I think that this is going to be helpful to a lot of people. And so like, that's at the end of the day, I want somebody to feel seen. I want them to feel like, like it's, I've been thinking a lot about this um, thought of it inclusion lately. And I feel like, like I've always seen myself represented in, you know, magazines and like, I've seen a white blonde girl, but I've, I've never really known people that have neurodiversities. And so I've always felt super different, but mm. I don't look different. So people don't ever, you know what I mean? Like, I just always feel like the dumb blonde, but really there's so much more to me. And, and um, I don't know, I'm like, <laughs> I've gotten really fascinated with the brain recently, especially my brain and um, I'm getting it studied uh, next month. I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> so that's going to be a fun little thing to, to look out for too. But um, yeah, we all just think differently and process things differently. And so I just want people to not feel alone and have another outlet to be able to process things. Yeah, that's great. I wish that uh, there was more celebration for the neurodiversities. I've never heard it been called that before, but I, I, I like that a lot. Because think about if everyone in the world thought the same way, like nothing would get accomplished. I think the celebra celebration of like the neurodiversities, like learning impairments or just learning things differently and expressing it differently is like so important to, to like art and culture and uh, innovation and all those things. So it's so, so strange that it's like, it's definitely been stigmatized, especially over the past few decades, but like, it's so crucial and so important in so many ways. And I, I don't know enough about it. So I'm, I'm going to like try to choose my words carefully, but it sounds, <laughs> it sounds like uh, what you're doing is great. And uh, you know, of course it's all, it, even like just talking about it, I think is so important. So props to you. Kudos to you for uh, getting a book out there about it too. I can't wait to get my hands on it. Uh, do I get a signed copy? Do we get a signed copy here at Help I Sure. Or? Nice. Absolutely. Well, when's you it come out? Help me. It'll be out in February. Um, so follow my AP Unwritten or Annalise P for all the details on the exact date because it's going to be a little bit of like a surprise launch. So, but it will be in February. Okay. Very yeah. cool. I'll be looking forward to it. Well, that's um, very exciting. Congratulations. That's awesome. Especially you. it's a book. I like the aspect of it, not just being a book that you read, but a book that you interact with. Yeah. I'm Absolutely. a big, big fan of pictures, not a big fan of words personally. <laughs> Same. I mean, it's always been really hard for me to get through a book. And so for me, I just wanted to create something that I felt like I, if I was getting it, I would read it, you know, like as a neurodivergent person, it's something that speaks to me. And so I feel like there's probably somebody else that's going to pick up this book and be able to get through it and be like, oh, I got through a book, you know? So, um, so that's kind of exciting too. You said your brain is getting studied. What does that entail? Uh, so there's this doctor in Southern California that is going to be doing brain scans on me in, uh, in March. And I'm like, this has been literally a manifestation of mine for a while because I, I had a team of like specialists that I was working with basically through my youth, um, like hearing specialists, eye specialists, um, all sorts of cognitive development. And I haven't had that support in such a long time. And I feel like you know, with like the last couple of years, especially I've like really struggled with feeling like getting my brain up to, up to par because I'm not being supported in any sort of way. And so, um, so I'm curious to just see how my brain has changed, how it's developed over the years, you know, with like anxiety, traumas, alcohol, like all of these things that I've had since I was tested as a child have really changed. So I'm curious to see where I'm at now. That's nice. so crazy. Yeah, it's that's... insane that you're able to tell those things by a brain scan. 
I, yeah. I guess I'm so accustomed to like f- viewing the a lot of those things as feelings rather than something physical that you mm. can extract data from. But mm-hmm. no, that's in the brain, and you might be a <laughs> good for you. I'm very excited for the results of that. I hope you are willing to come back on Help I Suck at Dating and share what the brain scan shows because yeah. I'm absolutely going to share it. I think for me, it's like my superhero, but I, I really want to be able to know what I'm dealing with so that I can tap into it and use my brain for the best, you know, in the best way that I possibly can. But, um, but so a funny story about my hearing is that I, I don't hear certain sounds and then there's other sounds that I hear at a very high frequency. So I used to be able to tap into conversations like across the room at a bar. Um, and when I was having my hearing tested one time, I had, I was in a soundproof booth. I had the headphones on and I was like, I can't concentrate. I hear something. Um, so I walked around, I, I was hearing the elevator shaft going in the building. Hmm. And so, um, I actually had the FBI recruit me twice because of my uh, hearing. What? That's like, that's my little fun fact. Of, Are you uh, even allowed to tell hearing. us that? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think it's really cool. I think the brain is fascinating. I think it's so cool that we all think differently and learn differently. And I just think like, I always felt like the dumb kid because I think differently and I'm not dumb. And so I think it's really, it's so important for us to like celebrate, um, our differences. And I think that's something that like a society we're all starting to do a little bit more of, but, um, but I want to just keep pushing it and keep, keep, um, bringing awareness to it. So. Absolutely. Um, Annalise, well, thank you for sharing that with us. We're excited to see AP unwritten come out soon. Sounds like in a couple of weeks, yeah. uh, the surprise drop, as you called it. Uh, thank you for guest co-hosting with us. I know as the help I suck at dating listeners are out there probably thinking to themselves, wait, this episode can't be over because we love Annalise. Well, don't you guys worry because we have two more episodes coming up with Annalise. Um, we're going to wrap this episode up for now. Be sure to tune in on February 1st and then again on February 3rd because Annalise will be guest co-hosting all those episodes with us. So um, thank you guys for listening. Annalise, thank you for sharing your journey and uh, sharing a little bit more about your book. Uh, Like I said earlier, we're excited to have you keep guest co-hosting with us. So uh, thank you all for joining us. Be sure to tune in on February 1st because maybe we're going to suck just a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. 
With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. 